0: Good morning, Turks and KKs. Welcome to another episode of What's Up with yours truly, host Andy Messick. A show in which I interview some of the most influential movers and shakers within the Turks and Caicos Islands, or overseas, representing and doing their thing. Today, I'm here with four overseas students from the Turks and Caicos Islands, Ms. Taylor, Ms. Kelly, Ms. Smith, and Ms. Forbes. Can you all introduce yourself for those listening in Radio Land? Starting with you, Ms. Forbes.
1: Hi, my name is Ariana Forbes and
2: I reside in the United
1: Kingdom. Ms. Smith.
2: Hi, my name is Diazha Smith, and I'm a student athlete at Northumbria University in the UK. Miss Kaylee.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Shadisha Kaylee, but everyone knows me as Jade. I currently live in the United States and I go to Florida International University.
0: Miss Taylor.
4: Hello, everyone. I'm Ironique Taylor. I live in the United Kingdom and I attend Sheffield Hallam.
0: Okay, so it's amazing that you all are. I mean, living overseas as well as going to school overseas. But uh, the question is, why the choice to study overseas? I mean, starting with you, Ms. Smith, why the choice to study overseas? And what is your current major?
2: I'm studying a bachelor's degree in sports and exercise science. And I decided to study abroad because I wanted to challenge myself and step outside my comfort zone. Also, I wanted to meet new people as I believe networking is a crucial part of the sport and industry. I think building relationships with professional athletes and key figures can open doors to amazing opportunities, not only for me, but also bring exposure to the country.
0: I totally agree. Um, Miss Kaylee, what about you? I mean, what is your major and why the choice to study overseas?
3: I'm currently studying hospitality management. And to be honest, I wanted to experience a different life. I am from Grandark. I grew up in Grandark. So if you're from Grandark, you know it's really small. So you kind of feel like you're locked in a little. So I started to feel forced in life and not doing anything. I just got tired of just being there. So I took the chance to just go away. And I also got an opportunity to have a set tertiary education. So I was like, why not? And I also had a mom who pushed me and explained to me daily that Having a degree is the key to life. You must always have a, sa- a second opinion. You must always have a degree and have a different education. We should move forward. So that's my reason for going off to of school.
0: Really good reason. And uh, I like how, you know, the great um, influence from the family support system to push you. Because, yes, it, definitely acquiring a tertiary education is very important. I mean, Ms. Taylor, how about you? Why the choice to study abroad and what is your major?
4: Um, my major, I major in psychology. I'm doing a bachelor's degree and I chose to move to the UK because I wanted to just broaden my horizon so that I can just look at different cultures, see how other systems go about doing things and just um looking for more opportunities to expand my mindset.
0: That's really nice. What about you, Ms. Forbes? Why the choice to study abroad and what is your major?
1: I am currently majoring in human resources management and I chose to study abroad because I wanted to experience living in a new environment and a new economy and I also wanted to broaden my prospects and increase my employability. I come from a family of human resources professionals and we also always push ourselves to strive for better and to broaden our knowledge and So that's what I wanted to do. And that's why I chose to move abroad to do that.
0: That's really good. So how did you manage to transition into living in a new country? And what is the advice to future students who plan to study abroad?
1: Transitioning was really hard at first because so many cultural shocks are thrown at you all at once. But with the support and empathy of fellow students and Turks Islanders, friends who I have from back home that are here as well, the journey was made so much easier, honestly. Also, just trying to understand and embrace the UK culture instead of being stuck in one frame of thinking has helped. Um, and my advice to, would be to just research the country you're moving to before you go watch YouTube videos, talk to anybody that you know that's out there, ask them questions so you can know what to expect. And maybe you'll potentially find out that that's not the best environment for you and you can find a place that's more suited to you. People don't realize how that important that is. So doing a lot of research. Furthermore, I would advise them to manage their time effectively and prioritize self-care. You cannot pour from an empty glass, so prioritize yourself, put your mental health first.
0: And I totally agree, Uh, especially, you know, self-care, because moving in a new country, a lot of times, you know, you don't have that same support system as you would have back home, so it's important Mm to do a lot of self-care. So what about you, Ms. Taylor? How did you manage to transition into living in a new country? And what is the advice to future students who plan to study abroad?
4: Okay, I would say studying abroad has definitely been a life-changing experience. Um, It's like living in a whole new world once you're stepping off that airport in London and you just don't know what to do next. So I would say before even leaving to head to the United Kingdom, build a support system and make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into. Um, Talk to current students and past students. You can have an idea as to what you really want from the city that you might move to. I would say as well to do, as Ms. Forbes said, do a lot of research because it will go a long way once you're in the UK as well. And keep in contact, be open-minded, explore, Make friends as well, because it can get very lonely once you're in the UK and you just need a good, make sure you have good company around you, because when times are hard and you need some support, it can go a long way as well.
0: Really good advice, Miss Taylor. What about you, Miss Smith? How did you manage to transition into living in a new country and what is your advice to future students who plan to study abroad?
2: I transitioned pretty well. Um, I left home initially when I was 16, 17, fresh out of high school. And I thank my parents for how I was raised because that home training prepared me to be independent and take care of myself while being away from home. I did my research and prepared before moving abroad. I was open to new experiences and I engaged with everyone I came across, whether it be at uni, training or work. Um, the most important thing I did was to connect with my family and friends on a regular basis, especially on days when I felt a bit homesick. Um, their support always provided me with comfort and kept me going. My advice to future students who plan to study abroad, abroad is to like do your research and just do it. I believe it's an incredible opportunity, and it might seem scary at first, but just step out of your comfort zone and embrace new experiences. Home will always be there, so explore, experience new things and new perspectives to life by seeing how different countries do things differently. And trust me, you won't regret it.
0: That's really great advice too, Ms. Smith. How about you, Ms. Kaylee? How did you manage to transition into living in a new country? And what is your advice to future students who plan to study abroad?
3: Uh, Living in the United States, I'm not going to lie, my first year, it was really horrible. I did not like it at all. I wanted to be back home on the first flight for the first three months, but I had to understand that this is something that I wanted to do, that I had to remain focused, I wanted to succeed, and if I don't succeed, I will just fall flat out on my face. So I tried my best to get in with everything that I could and try to understand how it works over here, even though I would come Frequently over here with um, family vacations and still with my mom, it's still not the same as just living over here. Like, you really see see how people function in the world once you're there. And with also the help of family, too, I have family over here. They really help me to get in with the United States system. And for those who want to study abroad, my advice to anybody, do it. Just just do it, too. it back off of what Yasha said. Just do it. You'll experience new things. You'll learn how to navigate through different cultures. You'll meet new people. You'll work with diverse peers. And also, for those who are interested in learning new things, like different languages, you get to learn a new language. And since say, you're living in a Spanish country, you get to learn a new language. So it helps a lot. So just do it. Come with a plan and just step out of your comfort zone. You can't go wrong.
0: Powerful. And I I totally agree. You know, it's always good to experience new things because especially like coming back home, uh, we are still developing to a large extent. And those Mm -hmm. different experiences and expertise, you know, come in handy. So I know it gets really tough, you know, going abroad uh, so much. It's new. You got to make new friends. You have to adjust to many different cultures. So what is your why? What is the fuel that drives you and keeps you going so you don't give up? Ms. Kaylee, starting with you.
3: My why is my family. If you know me, I am really big on family. I always want to keep pushing because I want to be successful in life so that I come back and just take care of my family. I just want to be there for them and whatever they need, I just want to be the one to provide them for them. And also, I am passionate about success. I want to succeed in this lifetime. I want to be a part of something great. So every day I try to get up and do something and be better than what I was yesterday. So my family and my passion for success
0: very powerful. Ms. Taylor, what is your why? What is the fuel that drives you and keeps you going with things when things get overwhelming?
4: Okay. um, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I would usually think and usually think about my family. That's my main motivation for even coming out here and just pursuing my dreams, pursuing an education. And I always go by one thing that I picked up is that one hand cannot clap. So that is where my why is deeply rooted in, because I believe that every step I take and every challenge I overcome, um, it's because my family was there to support me along the way. Not just my family, but my coworkers, the scholarship board, everyone along the way. Just I just want to make them proud and make them feel like <laughs> make them feel like they did a good job towards investing in my future. That's my motivation for keep going, to keep going, sorry.
0: That's that's very powerful, Miss Taylor. How about you, Miss Forbes? What is your why? What keeps you going when things get overwhelming?
1: My why is just wanting better, wanting better for myself, wanting better for my family, wanting better for my country. My mother always instilled in me the value of hard work and going after whatever you want. And I also watched her build her empire from the ground up. She pours everything that she learned over her time and everything that she went through into her society and the people around her. So just watching her fuels me to be a contribution to my own economy and my own peers. And it makes me want to work extremely hard to put myself in a better position and even um, my citizens in a better position. So that's my why. I just want to make everyone proud.
0: Very powerful. W- what about you, Miss Smith? What is your why? What keeps you going when you're feeling overwhelmed?
2: My why is to inspire and create change by trying to be the best version of myself every day and putting my all into alignment with my purpose. I believe I'll be be able to accomplish that as one of the few senior female athletes from the Turks and Caicos, I have the opportunity to be a role model for young girls back home. By pursuing my passion for sports and showcasing my skills and dedication, I can inspire them to believe in themselves, follow their dreams and break barriers. And my journey as an athlete can show them that anything is possible with hard work, dedication, and a strong support system. I wouldn't only be making a difference in my own life, but I'll also be creating a ripple effect of positive change. And what fuels me to keep going is my fate. Without God, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And I find comfort in knowing that with him by my side, I can overcome anything. So giving up isn't an option and it will never be an option.
0: That's very, that's very powerful. All of you ladies, I mean, indicating your why, because you know, uh, that's life, especially if you're on a journey to acquire something that is uh, sustainable or something that's worth it. It comes with a lot of challenges and obstacles. So there's a segment of my show that I call Giving Roses. A lot of time we bash the individuals who are doing wrong, but I believe strongly in commending those who are doing right. And what you ladies are doing is phenomenal. You know, just being brave enough to go overseas and study. Just, I mean, you know, being out of the small percent that advance themselves and, and listen to you all talk about your why, your desire to give back to the country, your desire to give back to your family, your desire to inspire others. It speaks volumes. So I commend you all for that. And I know that your family is proud of you. I mean, I'm definitely proud of you. That's why I invited you on the show to give you a little two cents here and there. And I have to say that just stay encouraged and keep going because someone is being inspired by your story and just keep going and finish it up. And great things is ahead. And when you come home, you know you you will definitely impact in a great way. So moving on to the next question: How do you handle homesickness or any challenges that arise from being away from home? Starting off with you, Miss Forbes.
1: So with homesickness, I I try I try my best to keep close to with my my fellow people from Turks. So when I feel homesick, we get together and we throw a party. We 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 all come together. We do like a potluck. We bring food together, and we just support each other in that experience. We always try to keep a little bit of our culture. We listen to our music. So it's I I would want to say that. And being from Turks, there's this thing that when you move abroad, stay away from Turks people. But if you find some genuine <laughs> ones, try to keep them around you because it's mm-hmm. it's really nice being around your people. So that's how I deal with being homesick most of the times.
0: Uh, really, really, very nice, very nice. I mean, how about you, Ms. Smith? How do you deal with homesickness?
2: So I'm further up north in the UK, in Newcastle, far away from my fellow Turks people. But when I do get the chance to go to Leeds or somewhere like Manchester where everybody is, it does feel like home and it feels much better. So I agree. Um, However, I have a social circle in Newcastle right now with friends and family I've met. Um, they have been helping me to deal with um, this, the homesickness, and I would just call out my mom or my aunt or someone from back home whenever I feel homesick, call out one of my family members. It's not the same as having them here in person. However, I would say the social circle I have here, just going out, not staying cooped up in the house all day, has helped with homesickness a lot.
0: That's really nice. You know, at least you're finding ways to cope. How about you, Ms. Taylor? How do you deal with homesickness and being away from home for a long period of time?
4: I would say the most important thing when you're away from home is always, always keep in contact with your family members. Give them a call, give them a shout when you're feeling down and you want to have like some reminder of home because you can get so caught up in, everything that the, UK, that the UK has to offer and you just end up losing yourself. So it's just very important to just keep in contact with your family members, your friends back home. I would also say to reach out to other Turk students. Everyone is actually really welcoming. I don't think any Turk student I've met has um, pushed me aside or hasn't welcomed me with open arms. So I would say just reach out, connect. Um, it's not going to hurt you. Um, socialize with people bring souvenirs from home when you go home to visit bring souvenirs back with you to remind you of home so those are just a few things that I've done when I feel homesick
0: really nice how about you Miss Kaylee how do you go about dealing with homesickness missing home and your family
3: well since I'm sorry since I'm right here in Miami I can catch a flight but I try my best not to do it all the time because once you get there, sometimes you don't want to leave. So if I don't catch a flight, I just chill with my cousin, basically, because I live with my cousin, Janika, and she is my person, basically. So we do everything together, and she makes me feel at home. So I'm doing okay, and I also have church friends over here. I have, a lot, I have a lot, so we do things together most times. no. Hello. I don't get homesick as much anymore since I've gotten comfortable, but before I would just catch a flight. Now I just move with my friends and, or be with Janico.
0: That's really nice. At least you are finding a way to cope. So how would you compare the education system where you're at in comparison to the TCI? In your opinion, is it better or worse? If better, why would you say that? If worse, why would you say that? Starting off with you, Ms. Forbes.
1: In my opinion, the UK system in comparison to the TCI is far more advanced. But just because they offer a broad range of subjects and they're known for academic excellence and they offer different qualifications like A-levels, vocational qualifications, you know, bachelors, the list goes on. But They also incorporate innovative approaches like technology and they use that Mm -hmm. to help with learning and they use that to improve outcomes for students. So I feel like um, that's why they're more advanced than the Turks and Caicos.
0: I agree, I agree on your perspective. Um, What about you, Ms. Smith? How would you compare the education system where you at in comparison to the TCI? In your opinion, is it better or worse? If better, why would you say that? If worse, why would you say that?
2: Um, so when comparing the education systems in the UK and Turks is a bit tricky because I believe both have their pros and cons. Um. But like Ms. Forbes said, like um, the UK is more advanced when it comes to their education system. It's a much bigger country. And I believe Turks is doing extremely well for a small country. However... There's more like opportunities, more subjects, as she also said, um, in the UK, like sports and exercise science, I couldn't be doing that in Turks. So I had to come here or go somewhere else to get my degree done. Um, the UK has prestigious universities and it emphasizes critical thinking. However, in Turks, I feel like we value community and well-roundedness. So I would say both are good. And one isn't better or worse than the other in terms of education, just the UK is more advanced. Really, really great perspective as well,
0: Miss Ms. Smith. How about so, you, Miss Kelly if you consider the school system to be, would you consider the school system to be better or worse in the TCI in comparison to where you're at? If worse, why would you say that? If better, why would you say that?
3: I'll have to piggyback a a little off of what Diage said because it's a bigger country and it's more advanced and everything is basically in technology. So I can't say it's really bad because you know how times are changing. But I'll use a word like simpler. They make things simpler over here. Everything is really spoon-fed to you, whereas in Turkey, we have to work extra hard and try to do this when it comes to school and we have to be critical critical thinkers. Whereas in the U.S. they basically give you everything. They tell you exactly how to do it, when to do it, and if you don't do it, they extend time for you to do it. So, yeah, that's basically it. It's really nothing to it, and they just have more um, subjects than at home. There's more advanced, more advanced with the subjects and more advanced with the technology, but. When it comes to the teaching perspective behind it, that definitely is the way to go because you take more time with the students and you take the time out to actually the teach them, whereas in the United States, you just go on the computer and you find out everything you need to know.
0: Very good perspective, Ms. Kelly. What about you, Ms. Taylor? How would you compare the education system we are at in comparison to the TCI, in your opinion, is it better or worse? If better, why would you say that? If worse, why would you say that?
4: Okay, um, I would have to piggyback off of Ms. Smith's um, initial point. I would say both education systems have their pros and cons as well. Because in the TCI education system, it's a bit more smaller than the UK. And a positive with that will be like there's more attention focused on the students. And it's just more involvement as opposed to the UK. But I would say the UK educational system is better because there's a wide array of opportunities available to you. You can do, you could, you could have any sort of research facility you might be interested in. They are really focused on independent study, critical thinking, and there's just way more resources and I could I mean professional development as opposed to Turks and Caicos. So I would say the UK education system is a bit better, but I feel like a long time Turks and Caicos will be able to catch up if we just invest more inside of our educational systems as well.
0: Really great, really really great perspective as well. So this is, this is, this is a big question. You know, you all are school overseas, and you know a lot of Turks and Caicos Island that's uh, just living overseas for whatever particular reason. So uh, what is your opinion on Turks and Caicos Islanders who, Islanders who go away for school for whatever reason and have no desire to come back home? I'd start off with you, Ms. Forbes.
1: So my opinion on Turks and Caicos Islanders who go away and don't come back, especially ones if, who are on the government scholarship, like I believe that that's a selfish act. You, you could be potentially be preventing someone from having an opportunity, who have intentions of adding to our human capital. So I feel like contributing to a brain drain hinders the progress of the country, and that will cause the same issues that you're running away from to persist. So I don't agree with um, having no desire to come back. It's okay if you want to take time to develop yourself, but I feel like you should consider coming back home and contributing, especially if you are on a government scholarship.
0: Powerful, and I, I I, totally agree because you know I'm a patriot. Uh, Miss Smith, I mean, what is your opinion on the Gigas who go away to school for whatever reason and have no desire to come back?
2: Okay, so I agree with Ms. Forbes when she said scholarship students who don't agree to come back, that is a selfish act. But when it comes to students who just go abroad to study and they're not on the scholarship system or grant system, with um, TCI government. I think everyone has their own journey and goals. While it might be a bit disheartening when Turks Islanders decide not to go back home and contribute to the country's growth, I wouldn't hold it against them or say it's wrong. They might have various reasons why they choose not to go back, but ultimately it's up to them to decide which path they want to take in life. They should have the space and time to figure out what's best for them. Um, However, if they are on a um, scholarship with the government I feel like they should go back and contribute their time because it is in the agreement that we have to go back and contribute our time and I think it should be in the agreement as well.
0: Really great perspective Miss Smith. How about you Miss Kaylee? What is your opinion on Turks and Caicos Islanders who go away for school and for, for whatever reason have no desire to come back?
3: To be honest I'm just going to say do what works for you. I um, as it relates to the scholarship students, I do think it's really selfish that they go, they take everything in, take from the government, take from the country basically, and don't give back. I feel that that is a selfish act. But to say what could be, once again, off of the audio, if that church is not somewhere that you see yourself expanding and advancing in lifetime, you have to do what you feel will be best for you, especially if the country did not fund you to be over there. If you're doing everything on your own and it's helping you to push, Forward and make things in the side time, just do it. Because at the end of the day, we're only living for ourselves. And the only thing I, the only problem that I do have with, I'm um, going away and not contributing to company, countries are those who go away and they complain about everything that is happening within the islands and don't have a desire to go back. But you're over in another country complaining. But why not come home and help change? We are the future, the youth are the future. So why not come home and help change what you're complaining about? So that basically is my only problem. But all in all, just do what works for you. If you're funding yourself and if you're with the government, you must go back home and, you know, pay your contract for it. And other than that, yeah, that's my that's my view on those who don't go back home.
0: Very great perspective as well, Kelly. I Kelly. To- I totally agree you know, once it's, you, you go away on your own, you know, self-will, your own finances, you are obligated to choose whatever you want to do. I mean, Miss Taylor, what about you? What is your opinion on Turks and Caicos Islanders who go away <laughs> from school and have no desire to come back?
4: I would say everyone is entitled to whichever path they choose, whether it be staying in the UK or returning home, but Specifically for scholarship students, I wouldn't agree to the point where they go in the UK or any other country and don't return because the government is basically taking a risk on you. They're investing into your future. So I believe that these students should have, should, you know, at least contribute back to the same government that took a risk on them as well. And it's it's important to have national pride to just improve your community, use your skills to just better your country, even if you're not going to stay there for the rest of your life, just go back and at least try to uh, try to make a change. So that's what I would say about scholarship students that don't want to come back.
0: Powerful, Ms. Taylor, and I totally agree. So I love to end the show on a high, you know, you ladies with a vast array of experience in different fields and as well as living overseas and living in different areas. You know, there are a lot of talks in Cakes Islanders, either back home or overseas, who are losing hope for whatever reason, losing hope in the TCI, losing hope in life, struggling with mental illness or whatever challenges, finances or whatever. But you are you you ladies display a lot of resilience from just being overseas, going to school and just in your variety of different walks of life. So I'd like you to end with a one-minute word of motivation to those people, those Turks and Caicos Islanders who are losing hope. Start with you, Ms.
1: Ford. Um, My word of encouragement would be to firstly put God at the forefront of everything you do. Remember him in your good times. Remember him in your bad times because he will always be there for you and he will never leave you. And I would like to remind them that life is full of ups and downs. It's always going to be something. You're always going to face difficult situations. And that's what shapes you. That's what makes you resilient. You can't be resilient without facing adversity. So when it comes to these difficult times, just remember you're not alone. You have God. You have the friends around you. You have the people of your country. Just reach out. Use the resources available to support you. And just stay focused, focus on your strengths, focus on what you're winning at already, and just believe in your ability to overcome any kind of obstacle that is thrown your weight. And um, that's my word of encouragement for anyone in the TCI and anyone in the world that's losing hope.
0: Powerful. What about you, Miss Smith? What is your word of advice to the individuals who are losing hope?
2: My word of advice to the individual losing hope, especially the athletes, is I know it can feel overwhelming at times, especially when faced with challenges, but remember you are stronger than you think, and you have the power to overcome any obstacle that comes your way. Believe in yourself and your abilities. Surround yourself with positive influences and supportive people who lift you up. Take small steps towards your goals and don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. Remember, every setback is an opportunity for growth and learning. Keep pushing forward. St- stay true to yourself and never give up on your dreams. You have the potential to achieve amazing things and make a difference in the world. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.
0: Powerful, Miss Smith. How about you, Miss K- Kaley? What is your word of advice? I would just tell those who are suffering in silence
3: that... You know, always put your best foot forward. Sometimes life may come and knock you down, throw things at you that you can't ha- that you think you can't handle, but God will never give you things that you can to handle. strong sorry, God will never give things to soldiers that He that they you know that they can't handle. So I'll just leave this quote. Today is your opportunity to build the tomorrow you want. And I live by this quote every day because every time, even though when you fall, you must get back up and keep it pushing. Because there's always another day. You can always change what you don't like. The other piece. So keep it pushing, keep moving forward. Have faith, trust in God. He will definitely put you through it. That is my advice.
0: Powerful, Miss Kelly. What about you, Miss Taylor? What is your word of encouragement for those individuals who may be losing hope?
4: Okay, I would say put God first always. Embrace the journey, and as one of my favorite teachers, Ms. Ashley said, "Everything is temporary." So. All the hardships you're going through, all the bad things that you think are going to weigh you down in the future, it's temporary. It's going to pass. Keep your faith in God. Keep your head up. Keep pushing every day. The world is like a treasure chest full of unopened opportunities. Keep exploring. Keep expanding. And just keep close to God, your family, and be happy.
0: (laughs) Powerful. So thank you, ladies, for coming and taking the time out of your busy schedules. And a lot of you are five hours ahead. So staying up late to, you know, deliver in this jam-packed interview. So you the folks. It's yours truly, host, Andy Mizzick, with another great episode of What's Up. I will see you all next week with another episode. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up, if me bust on the new track? That's what's up, then I declare with my trova. That's what's up, And all them haters if I look wild That's what's up, And all I know Jack Nasty That's what's up